I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Jump into this devotional real quick. 
And it's from Matthew 5 and 8. Blessed are pure in the heart, for they will see God. In its broadest sense, to preach is simply to proclaim. In the life of the church sermons, often take a familiar, a particular form. But anybody who proclaims the good news about Jesus Christ is preaching. Job provides an early example of someone who preaches the good news about Christ's incarnation. Job's testimony of faith follows on the heels of complaint. Profoundly disappointed at the cold comfort offered to him by his three friends, Job cried out, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? After asking them to take pity on him, rest his confidence that he would one day see God with his own eyes. According to Job, this will take place after my skin has been destroyed. Job's hope was not only to was not only that he would see his redeemer, but he would see him face to face. Job expected this redeemer God to stand on the earth and speak in his defense. The New Testament clarifies the hope that Job first describes. It also supplies a name for this redeemer who's also an advocate. It is Jesus Christ. He was with he was with God in the beginning and he was God. He is the word who became flesh and lived among us. He is also the one who is coming again to judge the living and the dead. Jesus enables us to name to put a name to Job's hope. He is the object object and capstone of our faith. Like Job, we look forward to a day when we will stand in the presence of Christ. And even now, we know that Jesus serves as the advocate for us in heaven with God the Father. That's today's devotional for that's today's devotional. Now, you know, it's a lot of good things that are going on today. A lot of good things that are happening today. But we'll get into that in just a few moments. We're going to take a quick break. Come back and jump right into it.
But we also have to look at it this way. They're playing a young quarterback, and they finally found their quarterback. They finally found their dude. They're young on the defensive side of the ball, and they're young on the offensive side of the ball. Even though you do have seniors and you do have a couple of underclassmen at the receiver, you know, you have a couple upperclassmen. But for the most part, this is a young Texas team. So TCU's going to win. They're going to win big, but I just want to see if Texas will make it interesting. I really want to see that. Um, you know, some other other games, you know, there's the other 12 o'clock game out of the Big 12, West Virginia and Oklahoma. West Virginia, 23, um, doing really, really well, breaking in the quarterback, 3-0. and Oklahoma State, also 3-0. and Baker Mayfield is also, he's showing flashes of what he's shown when he was at Texas Tech when he was freshman of the year. Now that he's at Oklahoma, now that he's in a in an offense that's similar to them with a better run game, I think we're starting to see Baker Mayfield make plays in other ways, make plays with his feet. Because you never really saw him run the ball at Texas Tech. You saw him throw the ball a lot. But with Samaje Piran, with Sterling Shepard, and that great and that great and those great, that great receiving combo out there in Oklahoma. I kind of I, I like Oklahoma in in this game against West Virginia. This is a great this is a great matchup. You know the coaching staff at West Virginia, the coaching staff at Oklahoma. I mean, the 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 two early games in the Big Twelve are really good early games, and don't count out Texas. Don't count out Texas. But I really think they're gonna they're gonna lose today. I think TCU's gonna win big. But I like what Texas is bringing to the table. They'll be one and four after the day, but but they still have they still have ways to go, and I still think that they'll make a bowl game. So you know, the Texas faithful just hang on. Next year is your year. Oklahoma, West Virginia, the zero must go. The O must go. I like Oklahoma. I like the I like I like the playmakers that Oklahoma has. I like the defense that Oklahoma plays. West Virginia has a great defense also, but I, I like I, I just like the complete team that Bob Stoops and the Stoops brothers Bob Stoops and his offense and, and the Stoops brothers defense. I just I love what they bring to the table. So the Big Twelve, the Big Twelve is, is not a shabby conference, but these two other games are going to be great games, and I'll be sure to be tuning in. You know, and you know this is showcase. This is this is what I would call a showcase week for the SEC. You got matchups everywhere across the SEC. You got matchups across. No, across the national landscape. This is what this is October third. This is what I would call Judgment Saturday, Part One, because you got some you got some some great matchups. 
Maryland, Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin, um, Alabama, Georgia, Texas Tech, Baylor, you know, even Ohio State and Indiana is a great matchup because Ohio State's struggling and Indiana's on the rise. They've got a healthy quarterback this year. You know, again, you know, that's later in the day. That's a 3.30 game also. But the later games, Ole Miss, Florida, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, Clemson, Arizona State, UCLA. If you're a college football fan like I am, the best thing for you to do is to go grab you some beer. <laughs> grab you some beer, grab you some food, or whatever you're going to cook, or whatever you're going to eat. Sit back and enjoy the day, because this day is the day for you. And we're going uh, to jump right into it. Texas Tech Baylor, 3.30 game. 3.30 game on on ABC, ESPN2, wherever you live, wherever you live at the time. You know, whatever area of the country you live in, it'll either be on ABC, or if you live outside that area, it'll be on ESPN too. This is this Baylor and Texas Tech has all the makings of being a shootout. You have two great quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes, um, and Baylor's quarterback, um, his name escapes me right now. Um, you have two great quarterbacks, you have two great defenses. You have both teams who've had signature wins, and this is the beginning of a big stretch for Baylor. This is the beginning of a big stretch for Texas Tech. This is a barometer game for both teams. And the reason why I say it's a barometer game for both teams is because what's looming on the horizon for both. Texas Tech already played TCU, and they lost to TCU last week. Was an amazing catch. So TCU isn't as isn't as strong as people think. They will give up points. Texas Tech will give up points. Baylor's gonna give up some points also. This this has the makings of being one of those games where either you're gonna sit down and watch it for five hours, or you're gonna or you're gonna turn away from it because you're gonna get frustrated at some of the things that you see in the game, or you're just gonna be watching other games like. Like the like the big one that we'll talk about uh, here in a little while. I think I think what what you see what you're gonna see here, and this is this is a game, this is a neutral site game. They're playing this game at 18 at Jerry's World. You're gonna see some great action. You're gonna see some. You're gonna see things that you that you normally don't see. You're gonna see trick plays. You're gonna see you're gonna see Texas Tech actually run the ball. They actually ran the ball last week and got almost 300 yards of of, of rushing. Um, they're running back at 188 yards. You've never seen, you never saw that in a Mike Lee offense, and Cliff Kingsbury actually played in that offense. So, with that being said, with the running backs that Texas Tech has, Shock Linwood on the other side for Baylor, you have the potential to see. A lot of running, but you also have the potential to see about 400, 400 
attempts of passing in the game. And that's no exaggeration. <laughs> I mean, it's that just it is what it is. But they're both they're both at a high they're both high pace. They both like to run the this the spread no huddle. And that's what make that's what's gonna make this game fun. Whoever has the ball last will win this game. But I like Baylor's defense. They're young defensively, but they've made big plays and they really haven't been tested yet. This is their first real test, and this is a test from an unranked and really good Texas Tech team. A Texas Tech team that's that's gone into that's gone into Fayetteville and beat Arkansas. So we we know what Texas Tech is. We know what Texas Tech can do. And we also know know the coaching staff. So this is this is one of those games that if you're not gonna watch other games, this is a game you might want to sit down and watch. I'm I, I, I would I would be a component of that. But I'm also picking Basil to win this game, but I'm picking this game closer than people think because because of the way that Tech, Tech plays offensively and what they can do offensively. They're they're a three tool team. So they're a three tool team uh, offensively. They can pass the ball, they can run the ball. And they have a quarterback that can be an X factor in Patrick Mahomes. So So I I'm I'm picking Baylor. I'm picking Baylor in this game, and that's why I'm picking Baylor because I think Baylor has a better defense. They'll get one, maybe two stops, and they'll and they'll score a little bit more. I just I'm just really feeling that way, so I'm gonna go with Baylor uh, with te- against Texas Tech. Now, one of the other intriguing games of of, t- of today that I really, really am intrigued about is Ohio State and Indiana. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams both teams are playing in in the Big Twelve East. This is this is a this is one of those games where this could be Kevin Wilson's coming out party. We know that he count he he brought in that offense from Oklahoma into Indiana. He's been there this is his fifth year there. Injuries have killed him the last three years. Three years where I thought that they would make bowl games. Um Indiana's pulled off some ups, some major upsets in the in the past in the past couple of years. Last year they went to last year they went to Missouri and beat Missouri by ten in, in Faroe Field. So this is this is an Indiana team. If you have a healthy quarterback and Nate Sudfeld is healthy, finally, he's healthy, and they got and they got Ohio State inside the conf- friendly confines of Memorial Stadium, The Rock. You know you haven't seen excitement in Indiana for Indiana football in a very long time. The late Terry Hepner, when he was there. He brought back some enthusiasm. He 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 made 
he was making Indiana relevant, but since his death, the, it's gone. It's gone back down to status quo. Now with the hire of Kevin Wilson, and now that he's finally in, and he's finally has his guys in there, and he's finally got a healthy quarterback, and not an inexperienced quarterback like he's had the last couple of years due to injuries, suspensions, dismissals, you know, this, that, the other. This is this is a good Indiana team. They're very good defensively. They're very good offensively. They're very sound offensively. They're very sound defensively. They got great special teams. Comparatively speaking to Ohio State, Ohio State has the best three quarterbacks in the country, but you're only playing two of them at quarterback in Cardell Jones and excuse me, Cardell Jones and and um <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're playing Cardell Jones again this week. He's expected to be the starter again. You have Braxton Miller. You have Barrett. You know, this is a struggle for them. The quarterback position is a struggle. And it's a good struggle. And the reason why I say it's a struggle is because you're unsettled on who you want to play because there's three good quarterbacks that you can play. JT Barrett is a great quarterback. You know, you move Braxton Miller to receiver, and he's making plays at receiver. But he can also play quarterback also. And I think he'll be a quarterback at the next level. I think that they had to get Braxton Miller on the field some kind of way. So, the move for Braxton Miller to receiver shows his versatility, and I think some. I think somebody would be a. I think the NFL scouts would be a fool not to let him see what he can do at quarterback, or let him see what he can do at receiver. I mean, there's no. There's no precedent precedent that says he can't be both. Matt Jones was both. Matt Jones of Arkansas, who uh, went to went to Jacksonville and became a became an elite receiver before his demons caught up with him. So, Braxton Miller has that kind of talent. He has that kind of speed. But I really think that I really think that Ohio State will win. This game, but I think they'll win by a wide margin. But I like what Indiana's bringing to the table, you know. And this is a tough stretch for Indiana. They've got Penn State, they've got Michigan State, and they've got and they've got Iowa all on their schedule, yeah, you know, uh, in the next few weeks. So this is this is a barometer game for Indiana as well. Will they make a bowl game? I think they will. I what I think that I think they'll win more than five, more than six games. I think it's possible. So Indiana, Ohio State. I like Ohio State because of the because of the fact they have three quarterbacks. They have a great running game, and Jalen Marshall and 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 the, those other sweet guys that they have on that side on that side of the ball, as well as Joey Bosa. 
and all those defensive guys that they have and that, that stiff defense that they have that struggled. They struggled moderately against Northern Illinois, but against Indiana, they'll have their struggles, but I think you'll see them get more stops than they will. I think you'll see them get more stops, and I think you'll see Cardell Jones get comfortable, pass the ball around, hand the ball off to Zeke Elliott, you know, get the ball out to Jalen Marshall, get the ball out to Braxton Miller. This has all the makings of being a blowout, but it also has all the makings of being a great game if Indiana plays within themselves. They're on the cusp of being a top 25 team. So this is one of those games where you can see them being the top 25 team. But I like Ohio State, and I like Ohio State big. Um, that's pretty much That's pretty much the gist of that. We're gonna take a quick station break. We're gonna come back, give you some, give you some, some scores from from around the states of Georgia, Alabama, and Texas, and then also jump back into some predictions. So, we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back.
Some of you, some of you guys love love the high school football game as well as I do, and some scores from last night around the state of Georgia. Region one six eight got got started. This region one, the region schedule in one six eight, which is probably one of the best regions, best leagues, best districts in all of the United States, and <laughs> it did not disappoint. Did not disappoint at all. Last night, Camden County Valdosta played, and Camden County was a winner over Valdosta, thirty-one to ten. Lowndes and Colquitt. This game was this game was close early, but late, late on, Colquitt County, defending state champions, number one in the state, six A, state of Georgia. That fearless leader, Rush Probes. On his way again to getting ring number two in the state of Georgia. They were a 42-20 winner over Lowndes last night. Lee County went to Tifton. Beat Lee, beat Tifton, for, beat Tift County 42-14. to And what was a big game, Lee County, a top six team also. So in the state of Georgia 6A, it's going to be very fun to see what happens in the next couple of weeks? Next couple of weeks, you got Lee County, Camden, you got Lounge, you got um, Lounge Tift, and the big one, Colquitt Valdosta. So this is this is a big week of foot. This is a big next couple of weeks for football in one six a. Move on to reason two. Alcove was a winner over Lakeside over Lakeside fifteen to twelve. Lovejoy a winner over Rockdale County twenty two to nothing. Newton was a winner over Tucker, thirty-seven to twenty, and, and kind of a bit of an upset there. Um, we move on to Region Three, Region Three Six A. Hughes big win over Campbell, forty-nine to fourteen. Newton and uh, Newton, uh, uh, one of those teams that's on the cusp of being a top twenty, uh, being a top ten team in, in the state of Georgia, forty-nine to twenty-one winners over Douglas County. East Coweta, um, another another team that's on the cusp of being a of being a top ten team. They were they were a seven to nothing win over Westlake, 
South Cobb was a winner over Pebble Brook. Move on to other 6A scores. Harrison was a winner over North Paulding, 35-13. to McEachern, a winner over Marietta, 27-10. Um, Region 5 was very interesting last night. Cherokee was a winner over Wheeler. Etowah was a winner over Pope. Lassiter, the Trojan men were a winner over Woodstock. Um, Roswell and Walton got together, and that was a battle of, the, of undefeated. Top five, top. That was a top ten matchup. Walton getting their first loss of the season, getting beaten by Roswell, forty-eight to fourteen. Move on to Region Seven, and a game that I actually watched last night: Norcross, North Gwinnett. Um, Norcross with a lot of great, with some great players on their team. Georgia, the uh, ones a Georgia Tech commit, ones a um. One's a Georgia commit, one's a one's a Marshall commit. So some that's a Mar- one that's a Marshall commit. This game was the same was very good going up. Bob Spire, the great coach at, at North Gwinnett, in his ten years there, this is his first three game losing streak at at North Gwinnett. Um, you haven't seen that in a very long time. At North Gwinnett, Norcross winning that game, thirty-eight to ten. Mill Creek was a winner over Meadow Creek, fifty-two to nothing. Peachtree Ridge was a winner over Duluth, fifty-six to nothing. Collins Hill was a winner over Mountain View, twenty-four to seven. So this is it. The regions get better and better each year, and especially in six A. Um, Archer. Who was um, who's in the top five? A winner, forty-nine to nothing over Burkmar. Brookwood getting getting another win. Uh, they won fourteen to seven over Shallow Central. Gannett over Decula, twenty-five to six. It was Grayson at home to South Gannett, and Grayson getting that win there, uh, thirty-four to nothing. You know, reason you know, six <laughs> A in the state of Georgia is slowly becoming I would say a 10-15 horse race cannot wait to see the playoffs and see what and see what kind of matchups come out in the playoffs because 1-6-A those guys down there in South Georgia they're, they're for real um, the guys in North, the, the guys in, in, in the Atlanta area um, I mean, it's pretty much status quo in one six A. It's pretty much status quo in regions five, seven, and eight six A. Um, so it's going to be very, very, very interesting and very exciting to see. Jumping to some five A scores now. Um, actually, this is from my area, the area that I live in. Um, region five, region one five A. Got some scores here. Columbus. Columbus High School continued to impress as they moved to six and one on the year. Uh, 21-13 winners over Lagrange. Lagrange was widely expected to win this region. Um, and Columbus, you know, was picked to finish was picked to finish fifth or sixth in the region. Um, 
they've all but clinched the playoff spot and possibly clinched the region. They still got some games to play. They still got to play Harris County. They still got to play Harris County. Still got to play Shaw, and they still got to play um, Northside. So Columbus is Columbus is one of those teams that that can show up, and they'll probably be a playoff contender. Uh, we move up, move to Region Two, Five A, Houston County, winner. 44 to 12 over the Cross Creek Razorbacks. Um, Warner Robins went over went over Evans 21 to 19. Jones County went over Lakeside Evans uh, 38 to 7. Northside Warner Robins top five team in 5A. Big win over Richmond Academy 33 to 7. We move over to to East Georgia Glen Academy. Um, a win over Bradwell Institute. This is this is reason three five A for my money. It's probably one of the stronger reasons in all of Georgia. Um Ware County's in this region, Glen Academy's in this region, Statesboro Statesboro's in this region, Effingham County and and the Bradwell Institute. This is this is top to bottom reason three five A is probably one of the best reasons in Georgia. Um South Effingham was a winner over over Brunswick twenty eight twenty one. Coffee a winner over Statesboro thirty nine to twenty. And as we said, anybody can beat anybody on any given day in this in in, in um in region three. Um we move on to region four. Region four um Stars Mill, a winner, went over Drew 43-25. Northgate and McIntosh, that's a, that's a rivalry. That's a, that's a bit of a rivalry game there. 39-7, Northgate continues to roll. They're undefeated, 6-0 now. Winner over McIntosh, 39-7. Big congratulations. That That's actually my my former – one of my former coaches – my position coach is actually the defensive coordinator at Northgate, and the head coach is actually a guy that taught me and PE. So um, at Northgate, so thirty-nine to seven, Northgate. Big big ups to to Coach Walburn and Coach Zeter over there, Northgate. Thirty-nine to seven over McIntosh. Monday's Mill, a big winner over Morrow, forty-nine to nothing. Move on to other reason four scores. Stockbridge a win over Dutchtown, twelve to nothing. Union Grover went over Luella twenty to fourteen and Woodland of Stockbridge beats Ola thirty six to fourteen. Move on move on a little bit further down the line. Carver of Atlanta a win over Tri Cities fifty two to six. Mays a win over Creekside forty one to twenty one. Um North Northwest Georgia scores Roma winner over River Ridge fifty five to six. Dalton a winner over Creekview twenty eight twenty one and Cass a winner over Woodland of Cartersville thirty eight to twenty one. Um we move on to to probably one of the best the best region in all of five A. Uh region eight. Loganville a winner over Appalachia thirty eight to nothing. Cedar Shoals a winner over Heritage of Conyers, twenty to three. Wanderbarrow, 
the Bulldogs and went over flowery over the flowery branch Bulldogs in the Battle of the Bulldogs there. Gainesville back to their winning ways. They were a thirty four to six winner over Salem. Now we're jumping to some we're gonna jump into some select uh four A scores. Thomas County Central winner over Monroe twenty to seven. Um Bainbridge a winner over American Sumter thirty eight to nothing. Worth County um was a winner over Doherty forty nine to nothing. We move on further down the regions. Um in region five four A Whitewater, a winner over Mount Zion in the inter regional matchup, uh fourteen to seven. Saint Pius was a winner over Columbia thirty to fifteen. Um and we'll move up to move up to region eight. Buford Buford of power and uh, power in in four A. Um a national power uh around around Georgia. Around Georgia, around the country. They were a winner of fifty six to nothing of a chastity last night. Um White County was a winner over Madison County twenty six to eleven. North Hall was a winner over North Oconee thirty one to nothing. And that's some of the scores from the state of Georgia. We'll go we'll go I'll go a little bit further down the line as well. Um some single A scores. Um Give you a couple single A scores also. Um, we look at Region One. One, uh, Bakington a winner over Stewart County twenty four to twenty two, Calhoun County a winner over Terrell County thirty three to nothing. And we move up to four A, and uh, not a good day for. For Renault Griffin and the Greenville and the Greenville Patriots, they were actually a winner, a loser over against Hawkinsville, twenty-one to nothing. Marion County, um, a win over Patelli, thirty-four to seven. Brookstone, a winner over Taylor County, forty-two to twelve. And Taylor County is a is a Taylor County, Greenville, Marion County. Those are all powers in the state of Georgia, in the state of Georgia, in in the smaller classifications. And Greenville and Taylor County uh, end up with losses this this week. Uh, I think they actually played next week. So we'd love to see Renault Griffin, who was a recruiter of the week, um, didn't have a didn't have a particularly good game last night. But but neither did his team as they lost. So so um, that's some of the scores from around the state of Georgia. Um, and we're gonna take a quick station break. We're gonna jump. We're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna jump with this scores from Alabama, and I also give you the recruiter of the week. And we'll we'll also get it back into some college football. And we'll talk about we'll talk about some of the later games and and the showcase game in both the ACC and nationwide. The ABC game, eight o'clock game tonight. So um, we're gonna take this quick station break. We'll be right back. 
Oh yeah. We out here. Oh yeah. One mile, one mile. One mile, one mile. Get them up, up. Oh yeah, CMG, 2 AM crew, what's good? Ben Nation, I see y'all. New York. We out here doing our thing, it just don't stop, right? Not for us. Uh. Everything I've been chasing after Me and Kyle hit the sky like we was falling backwards Went from killing time and climbing down the ladder To coming up with that real, that's my natural hazard Word, we those young men with those sharp minds Going all in, it's no part time And we taking that cause it's our time Same drive with that new gas And that's old school, just new class Cameras out like news flash And we hit the sky with that new cash Words. And I've been running for days Ever since I broke up out of the cage Been up and away like par fives We drive them insane And I leave no trace on a place I fade away till I made a way clean Got the whole world on the case But no matter what you won't stop my team I'm moving through the city Busy riding deep Getting stronger by the day They weaker by the week Competition gets outworked So it works out fine And every single minute we in it We break limits from 10 miles out You can see us shine What's good? Perfection, trying to manifest these blessings Told them live it to the max So I ain't never feeling less than Then these haters trying to question Will he make it? Is he destined? I told you I'm the truth A living walking confession I ain't lying, I ain't boasting I'm just striving, I'm just hoping That I'll find an opportunity And that a door will open So I never pay attention When they tell me that I'm chosen Cause I know I'm far from famous Even though they know I'm blowing up Took a while, but they know it's cow. When I'm rolling up, people doubt, always ask me how, but I'm sure enough that I'll be the greatest that my town has ever seen. Be the one to pick them up when they're down like a towing truck. Working, yeah, I'm working, put my team on, that's for certain. I swear that's the naked truth hiding behind those shower curtains. I manage to keep it clean, making music without cursing. Now I'm entering the system, watch me do it like a surgeon, that's for certain.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. So glad for you to be here. So ready for so ready for twelve o'clock to get here. You know, just the just the the simple reason that so much football is to be played today. So many big games to be played today. Judgment Saturday is what we're call, it's what I'm calling this today. Because there's a lot of games that's going to impact a lot of races and a lot of playoff implications involved in these races. But first off, first and foremost, we're going we're gonna to jump into into the Recruit of the Week. And Recruit of the Week is brought to you by Streetlight Recruiting. Uh, if you need anything recruiting-wise, check out my man Scott Smith. Streetlightrecruiting.com. Check him out on on YouTube. Streetlightrecruiting.com. You know, even call, give him, give him a call three three four five two four nine three three four, and he'll be more than happy to help you help you and make your dreams come true. Now, I'll tell you something about about this next recruit of the week, and this is this is a recruit that. For my money, it's probably one of the best young talents I've seen in a long time. Um, I actually got to watch some of his video um, last week. Scott Smith, who who uh, actually is coaching his son in, in um, Pee Wee football, um, not not able to get on the show tonight today, but. He did leave me this, and this is a guy that he that he's very very high up on. Um, he's from the class of 2016. His name is Ellis Trey Nation from Leeds, Alabama. Uh, he's a running back, six foot, uh, about two fifteen, two seventeen. Um, kids got offers, got offers from pretty much everybody. Um, very high interest. Um, Louisville, Cincinnati, Georgia, Southern, South Alabama, Navy, Syracuse, Jacksonville State. Uh, high interest and in an offer coming soon, possibly from Mississippi State, Arkansas, Cal, and Michigan. This is a guy. Watch this video. If you want to watch the video, go to. Um, want to watch this video? Go to the Streetlight Recruiting page at Facebook. Uh, I'm sorry, on um, either Facebook or go to the Streetlight Recruiting page on um, on YouTube uh, or Vimeo. This is a kid, I'm telling you, he's very powerful. He reminds me so much of a – he reminds me so much of a guy like a Jalen Hurd who is very upright, very – you know, runs, runs tall, uh, kind of like an Asian piece and kind of like an Eric Dickerson. That's what he reminds me of. Um, but he's got a little bit more speed than Adrian Peterson does. He's got a little bit more speed than Jalen Hurd does. He has a little bit more speed than than uh, than Eric Dickerson. I like this kid a lot. And I'll tell you, if you watch if you watch it watch his watch his highlight tape, you'll see why I why Scott is so high up on this guy and why I'm so high up on this guy. He he's got it. He's got that it factor to him. So um, go check him out. 
we're gonna jump into some high, into some high school sports from the state of Alabama. Um, some big games and one major major upset in in the state of Alabama last um, Thursday night. Um, we'll jump into that in just a second. Um, St. Paul's Episcopal, uh, the winner over over Williamson High School, thirty-five to six. Sydney Lanier was a winner over Charles Henderson, twenty to fourteen. Demopolis was a winner over Sumter Central, thirty-five to six. J. O. Johnson was a winner over West Point, forty-two to twenty-one, and major league upset. Major league upset on Thursday night, where the Spain Park Jaguars defeated number one ranked Seven A crosstown rival dynasty of a football team in Hoover High School. They actually shut them out seventeen to nothing on Thursday night. Um, and they shut them out at Hoover. Spain Park shut out Hoover at home. I, I what I, I I I can't believe what I'm what I'm reading and that that blows my mind and that puts region region three in just it, it turns it upside down, inside out, however you want to call it. This is this is the reason <laughs> that reason is pretty well stacked now. You know everybody can beat anybody. But moving on to some scores, and we're gonna move to some local scores around here. Um, to some, a couple of local scores. Um, Nota Soga was a winner, twenty-four to six over Locha Poker. Um, in some one-day region three action. Uh, Talladega County was a winner. Um, Talladega County Central was a winner over Raglan, thirty to fourteen. Um, move on down, move on down the line. Flomaton was a winner over Choctaw County, thirty-eight to twenty. Washington County a winner over Mobile Christian, thirty to twenty. This is getting to a lot of the reason action around the state of Georgia. Uh, I'm sorry, around the state of Alabama. Um, Elba was a was a winner over Goshen, fifty eight to seven. Um, let me jump into some Region Five action. This is all. This is also local here. Also, Bramburn was a winner over Realtown, twenty four to twenty. Randolph County was a winner over Lynette, seventy to forty four in a high scoring game. Uh, up in up in Wadawi, uh, Lafayette High School was a winner. 44 to 21 over Woodland. Elmore Academy was a winner over Horseshoe Bend uh, last night, 35 to nothing. Uh, we go further down in two way. Cold Springs High School was a winner over Addison, uh, 45 to 26. Tanner High School was a winner over Tarrant, uh, 56 to two. Uh, Fife was a winner over Gaston. 56 to 14. Uh, Cleveland High School was a winner over Susan Moore High School, uh, 47 to 12. Sullivan, West Alabama, 
was a win over Cherokee, fourteen to seven. Um, Sullivan High School was uh, spawned out Rashad Johnson of Alabama. Uh, Hillcrest High School was a win over XL, two to twenty-three. Uh, T.R. Miller, which is a power in the lower in the lower classifications of of Alabama, a winner over Op, twenty-seven twenty-six. B.B. Coleman was a winner over Fayetteville High School, fifty to twenty-seven. Um, Midfield beat Beulah nineteen to nineteen to nothing. Central High School of Coosa County, twelve ten winner over Prattville Christian. Oh, we go go further down the list here. UMS Wright of, of Montgomery, um, a winner forty eight to nothing over Thomasville. Leeds High School, um, a winner over Hanley. Uh, in Region Action, uh, twenty to seven, Munford was a winner over over Dadeville, uh, twenty six to twelve, and uh, Childersburg was a winner over Hopeville, uh, fifty two to twenty. Cleveland County was a winner over Jacksonville High School, twenty nine to fourteen. Um, let's go further down the line here. 6A Power Spanish Fort was a win over Baldwin County, uh, 56 to 35. Blunt High School was a winner over Robertsdale, 35 to 14. Lafleur a win over Gulf Shores, 12 to nothing. Saraland was a winner over Citronelle, 42 to eight. Um, more local high school scores. Carver Montgomery was a winner over Russell County, 55 to 14. Wetumpka was a winner over Stanhope Elmore, 14-13. Opelika High School, a winner over Chelsea High School, 40-25. Benjamin Russell was a winner over Oxford, 27-7. Valley High School, the Rams was a winner last night over Chilton County, 25-21. Selma High School was a winner over Brookwood, um, 23-16. Uh, Hillcrest High School of Tuscaloosa beat Northridge 28-20. McAdory was a winner over Bessemer, 40, Bessemer City, 41-35. Uh, move further on down the line here. Arab High School, 6A action, uh, went over AP Brewer, 25-7. Fort Payne was a winner over Lee, 28-14. Uh, Coleman High was a winner over Athentire. 20 to 7. Uh, bounce back into some to some 7 8 scores. Uh, McGill Tulin, South South Alabama, power out of Southern Alabama, 51 to 3 winner over Alma Bryant. Theodore, a winner over Mary Montgomery, uh, 42 to 7. Central Phoenix City in Region 2 was one over Smith Station, 41 to 14. Uh, Robert E. Lee. A win over Enterprise, twenty-one to seven. Um, jumping back over into Region Three from last night, it was Hewitt Trustville who uh, spawned out Brandon Cox, a former Auburn quarterback, um, winning over Oak Mountain, thirty-eight to thirty-one. Uh, Mountain Brook, a winner over Tuscaloosa County, seventeen-sixteen. Uh, we move up to North Alabama in Region Four. 
Bob Jones continue their winning ways. They win 14-7 over Buckhorn. Gaston City High School was a winner over Huntsville High School, 28-21. Clemens was a winner over Grissom, 49-6. And Hazel Green, a winner over Sparkman, 48-27. Now, we got an, we got another game uh, from Reason, from uh, 7A. Um, Reason game, Prattville... Prattville travels to Jeff Davis, and they play Jeff Davis. Um, that's a 12 o'clock kickoff. So, um, really excited to hear about that score that game. I'll give you that score next week. Um, but we're gonna take a quick station break. We're gonna jump back into some, jump back into some into the college football schedule. Uh, talk about the big games in the SEC as well as the as well as the Notre Dame Clemson game. And probably my off-the-radar game of the week. Um, So we're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. Wait for it. Oh, 
back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for being a part of Saturday afternoon, Saturday mornings with me. Oh, my goodness. Just just thinking about today, thinking about the three, some of the, some of the other 3.30 games, some of the later games. Um, got some news here. Um, Sean White will start for Auburn today as they take on um, San Jose State. Um, and all you guys who – I just want to throw this out here real quick. All you guys who talk about um, – who talk about Gus Malzahn should be getting fired. Um, will Muschamp should, should go. You guys – are bandwagon fans. I'm a true Auburn fan. So what you say just don't really count. So I just had to throw that out there. I do have a call from the line of eight eight zero eight eight two. You're live on the air in the press box with Jermaine. What's going on? What's up, Jermaine? What's going on? Tell everybody your name, bro. Oh, you already know. It's Trey right here. What up, Trey? No, what, what, you know what I mean? Been up since I got off work. Oh, Jay got see, got my boy Trey. Jay got off work. You know, I know he about to, I know he about to say something about the Alabama Georgia game. We're gonna get into that in just a few minutes. But I already okay. want, I already know who you going for. But I want to hear you tell everybody who, you, what team you 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 picking to win today? Well, in Alabama Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Alabama all the way. See, I'm talking about just, oh. Ask me about the Auburn and San Jose. Uh, what you think about the Auburn San Jose State game? Hmm, I got belief in San Jose today. You know what? I, I don't pick against my, I don't pick against my Tigers, so I'm, I'm going to have to go the opposite way with you. But you got some, you got some other good games later on tonight. Notre Dame and Clemson. Eight o'clock game. I'm going with Clemson on that. You know, I, I gotta go with Clemson on that one too, but I'm gonna jump into that one a little later on too. But Okay. Uh, Ole Miss and Florida. Ole Miss all the way. See, you a man after my heart right there, 'cause see I'm this is this is the game I'm actually gonna talk about, bro. Coming up yeah. just a few seconds. But what you gonna do for the game today? You gonna sit around and watch the game, or you gonna you gonna grill out? What you gonna do? You know I gotta go chill with Uncle T Rex. Oh yeah, everybody gotta go chill with T Rex today. You know. Mhm. Oh yeah, I wanna get a shot at them Valley Rams last night. Oh yeah, tw- uh, uh, winner last yeah, night. 25. Yeah, twenty-five to twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-five to twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. Home Oh, that was homecoming for uh, Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big ups to big ups to Coach Marshawn Harper and that and that great staff over there at Valley High School. Oh yeah. Trey, Trey been real yeah. with you, bro. We also got yeah. also got the line of two two five three with us. State your name. Let me know what's going on with you. What's up, Jermaine? This is T-Rex. T-Rex. Uh, you, 
T Rex is in the building. Got Trey and T Rex <laughs> on on the line with us. Trey. Yeah, I, I hear Uncle on the other line. Man. Oh yeah, what's up, man? What's up? Excited, excited, excited to see the day. Ready for the yeah, day. Yeah, me too. Some good matchups on today. Oh man, we going we calling this day Judgment Saturday, Part One. Yep. We're gonna start with um. Oh, see, <laughs> you see what I'm talking about. That's not a judgment game, though. I mean, yeah, we should we should win, even though we they have us on upset alert <laughs> for some reason. You know, and <laughs> Sam's I say is a good is a good good squad. And I also said that you know, looking into the looking into the season, I also said that Auburn could be two and two going into this game. So, um. Or three and one going into this game, and lo and behold, we're two and two. So, I think this is—I think this is a good matchup for Auburn. Yeah, yeah, I but, agree too. But I—I I, I want to make a bold prediction, and and Trey has heard this before. By the end of the night, both Alabama and Auburn are going to be three and two. Ooh. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> Guys, you oh hear my. this on this show, <laughs> oh on the Tailgate Crew show. You hear this a bold prediction from my man T Rex. What does the oh. ad man Wendy have to say about this? <laughs> oh no, um, I told her too. She laughed though, but it, I mean, just what. The odds that Alabama has to go against going to Athens playing a, a good Georgia program, and Alabama's still kind of suspect at the quarterback position. So I feel like if, if Georgia's going to get Alabama, this is the year to do it. There's no more complaining or talking about three years ago in the SEC championship game. It is now, October the 3rd. Man has a good point. Real good point. But I'm going to say it like this, and – you know, I was gonna save that prediction to later on, but uh oh, uh oh. So I'm gonna say it just like this: It's gonna come down to quarterback play, no matter how you look. It's gonna come down to running back and quarterback play, no matter how you look at it in this Georgia Alabama game. Two reasons: Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle on one side, Kenyon Drake. And Derek Henry on the other side. These two guys, those four guys can take over a game quickly. Yep. Not only can they take over a game quickly, but they can take the pressure off whatever quarterback decides whatever quarterback they decide they're gonna play. So with that being said, Nick Chubb will probably take over this game because I think Georgia has a better Offensive line, Trey. You may you may think I'm wrong about this, but I think the front seven of Alabama isn't as strong as the offensive line of Georgia. That's Ooh. just my opinion. But I mean, anybody yeah. want to interject in that? I, all I gotta say, y'all see, y'all see. 
Yeah, I will see. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Alabama. I just think that the offensive line is better than the front seven at Georgia. I mean, at Alabama than at Georgia with their offensive line. That's all I'm saying. Trey, 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 you just need to smell the coffee and just admit that that Alabama is up against the ropes today, man. No, how I feel today. Georgia and Alabama <laughs> will be four and one. Well, let's hear from the line of twenty two eleven to see what they have to say. You live on the air in the press box with Jermaine. Hey, it's admin Wendy. Hey, it's the admin Wendy. We got everybody on the show today. That's what I'm talking about. What up, Wendy? <laughs> What hey, up, nephew? Me and my baby. Hey, my honey. Hey, my baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's all talk right, about this bold right. statement you done made here. I heard it, man. Hey, I heard it, Trey. <laughs> they talk crazy. I'm saying. But yeah, I just mean, don't, I'm just, just don't, just don't shed no tears this afternoon. All right, no tears. Wow. wow. That's what I'm saying. Tell them, Wendy. Well, I, I'm a, uh, I'm looking at it from a fan's perspective. I'm not looking at it from, oh, I don't like Alabama. I don't like Georgia. I'm looking at it from what I see on the field week in, week out. That's just the way. But I, I do think that Grayson Lambert is a better quarterback than Jacob Coker or David Cornwell. Will they take the red shirt off Blake Barnett tonight? There's a there was a rumor going around about that earlier this week. Um Wayne mm-hmm. Kiffin has said that that he won't take the red shirt off of him. But I would not be surprised if he does take the red shirt off of him tonight. And he becomes a surprise starter tonight. Trade in any anything uh you need to say about that? <laughs> no, that's no, that's no worry right now. That's no worry. That's no worry, dude. You sound worried, dude. Worried? No, no. Try not worry. Try calming. Hey, hey, this is T Red. Though I, I, I feel like Alabama needs to come out and play unconventional football because right unconventional. now, look what, at them. What you trying to say? Do you think <laughs> they need to? Think they need to pass more first now? Just be bold and just pass more first now. <laughs> Find a quarterback to put in the game that's gonna play. <laughs> oh, wow. And this is wow. coming from an Auburn fan. Oh, wait wow. a minute. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wow. Oh, my. oh my. Wow. <laughs> that's coming from Auburn, man. Oh my. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Who's got the quarterback? I'm the host of this show, and I. I Wow, I, I'm feeling some type of way. Well, I, I, I'll make another bold. I'll make another bold statement. We, we're going. Auburn's going to have better quarterback play than Alabama's quarterback today. Oh, you think so? Wow. But you know, before we go any further with the Georgia Alabama prediction, <laughs> we got we got two games that are later on in the day that. To impact what Auburn, what happens to Auburn for the rest of the season, that's Ole Miss, Florida, Texas A&M, Mississippi State. Ole Miss, 
Ole Miss and Florida. I got Ole Miss on there all the way. (laughs) Mississippi State, Texas A&M. We already took the best shot from from Mississippi State. And two miscues in in that game last week for Auburn would have never if we would have scored two touchdowns, this game would still be going on right now. Am I right or wrong? If. Yeah, we, we pretty much left, left about 13 points on the field against Mississippi State. So, yeah, I, I think I think we could have easily um, um, pulled, pulled up. Yeah. Yeah, we should have been able to pull that game off, but we didn't know. But, um, you know, Mississippi State, they, they're a good quality team. They are proving the doubters wrong because they was picked for, um, to finish last in the conf- mm-hmm. in the division. And I know they got a good game today against Texas A&M, but I just feel like Texas A&M, um, they're going to keep rolling along, and also Ole Miss is going to win today too. Wow. Yeah. You know, I actually like Will Greer. Treon Harris is still suspended. I like Will Greer. I like what they got. I like what they got offensively. I like what they have defensively. But mm-hmm. I also like the quarterback play, and I like the receiving core for Ole Miss. This is a this is has all the makings of being a high scoring game with Ole Miss in Florida. Yeah. And we all remember the last time Ole Miss came to Florida. Mm-hmm. That was so, uh, the Tebow game. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so we all know what Ole Miss can do at Florida, but with with Kelly, Chad Kelly at quarterback, Treadwell, the great running backs, and that great defense with the Kendici brothers, you know, and those guys. What can you – wow. So, but Wendy, Trey, always good, to, always good to hear y'all's voice. We're going to take a quick session okay. break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump into – I'm going to jump into some other scores and, and things of that nature. So, if y'all want to hang out with me for the rest of the show, y'all are more than welcome to. All right. Thanks, yeah. man. Huh? All right, Jamal. It's been taking me a nap, man. All right, buddy. All right, I'll probably see y'all later. All right. All right. Home for the side. You won't cry. We rolling no two guys like roller coaster ride. Alabama mama. Alabama craze, Alabama daddy. Alabama baby.
said it reminded me our defense dominant plus offensive line of beast running back safeties and cornerbacks we on attack road tide 200 interceptions 100 sacks elephants are super intelligent but if ever push with don't want eagles and gators if they are edible sports and a highlight they say are incredible look up at the scoreboard if they we're ahead of you road tide you should just pledge it to Trust and Tide Nation That is who we reppin' to I'm so Alabama I'm so Alabama I'm so Alabama I'm so Alabama Hey, Roll Tide Roll Tide Roll Tide Roll Tide Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thank you. Thank you to T Rex, Wendy, Trey for being for for being on the show and and interjecting on today's Alabama Georgia game. But we're gonna break this game down even farther right now. You know, we talked about the running back play. We talked about the quarterback play with Grayson Lambert and you know Jacob Coulter slash David Cornwell. Um, the possibility of Blake Barnett taking a red shirt off today, but let's break this down even further. Let's let's break this down to coaching staffs. Nick Saban, you know, offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator Lane Kiffin, defensive coordinator Kirby Smart versus Mark Rick, offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer, and defensive coordinator uh, Jeremy Pruitt. This is one of those games where it's going to be a chess match between Lane Kiffin, somebody Lane Kiffin versus Jeremy Pruitt. Will Jeremy Pruitt be the attack-minded defense that he's been the first four games of the season? Will he be? Will he be a little conservative and and play a couple and, and play? And play a too high safety. That bit it's a bit hard to say. But I, I also like the possibility of what Lane Kiffin's gonna do. What Lane Kiffin needs to do with Jacob Coker is the same thing that Brian Schottenheimer did with Grayson Lambert. And it's simple. Give him short passes, give him some passes that that will that will grow his confidence. Find an offensive line that will actually protect his quarterback. Jacob Coaster has gotten hit way too many times, especially in the game last week against Monroe. He actually got hit more times than I've seen anybody hit hit a quarterback playing against Louisiana Monroe, and that does include Auburn. And that does include um, Arkansas. So I, I really just think that – if they can give Jacob Cooker some protection, they throw the ball, they'll be 50-50 on first down where they throw the ball, pass the ball. You know, get Kenyon Drake off, get um, 
get Derrick Henry off. You know, you have something great there. On that flip side, if you look at Georgia's offense versus Alabama's defense, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Brian Seidenheimer's NFL pro-style offense against Kirby Smart, his 3-4 cover two. Front, attacking front seven, you know what you're going to get from them day in, day out. You you just know this. You know what you're going to get. Now, it's up to Brian Schottenheimer to A, keep doing what he's doing with Grayson Lambert. Letting him have these mid-range throws, letting him, letting him control the offense the way that he does. And letting and then handing the ball off to Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, who Nick Chubb, who I think should be a Heisman front runner for what he's done in 15 games that Leonard Fournette has only done in two. I mean, who's got the better body of work? You, you, you can't really tell that. But I think the best way of putting this is. I think the best way of putting that is you have three great running backs. You have Keith Marshall, who came in the same class with Todd Gurley. You have Sonny Michelle, Nick Chubb, who came in together. And you also have Douglas, who is the X Factor, who can play and Brendan Douglas, who can play any who can play fullback or running back. He hasn't gotten any touches. So you have four running backs where opposed to Alabama and only two. Well two Predominant running backs, anyway. So, with that being said, you know what you're going to get from both of these guys. Both guys are going to be predominantly run first, but Lane Kiffin needs to be more diverse in his first down calls. That means getting a quick pass out, getting the quick spring plays out to Robert Foster, to you know, to those talented receivers that he has. And then the X factor for Georgia is Terry Godwin, the true freshman from Hogansville, Georgia. I just think that this this is a matchup that's tailor made for Terry Godwin to have a coming out party because the secondary for Alabama is nowhere near as stout as it used to be. And you look at the secondary for Georgia, they are as stout as they've been in a very long time. They've got cover corners. They've got safeties that will – they're ball hawks. They've got safeties that will come up and slap you in the mouth, you know, supporting the run. So this is this is one of those games where, dang if you do, dang if you don't. Because if you don't run the ball – if you don't run the ball on Georgia, they're going to take advantage of you and they're going to sit back and they're going to just pick your part defensively, run that zone off run that zone defense. They don't like to run. That's pretty much going to be the end of that. This is, this is, this is a big, big game for both Alabama and Georgia, Georgia to put themselves back into national prominence. Again, it, it, it's like they really never left for real, but 
this this is a game that's big time for Georgia. This is a game for Alabama that that could that could just make their season. So I mean, it's just really up to the players on the field, the twenty-two that are going to play for for Alabama, the twenty-two that are going to play for Georgia. So that being said, you know, I didn't give my prediction. Well, earlier, but I will say this: I like Georgia because of their running back play. I like Georgia because of the better quarterback play. I like Georgia because of because of the veterans that they have on the defensive side of the ball. And I just think Georgia really, really wants it. That that that's just the best way of putting it. I think Georgia really, really wants it. I think they really want to put their stamp on this game and make and make this game theirs. Um so I'm going to say Georgia, and I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. I'm going to say Georgia by a touchdown. I think Georgia's going to get some stops. I think Alabama's going to get some stops. But ultimately, it's going to come down to who controls the ball first, who controls the ball more often. And I think Georgia has the better opportunity to do so because Grayson Lambert doesn't make mistakes, whereas Jacob Coker, David Cornwell, do so. That's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Georgia by a touchdown. No more, no less. Touchdown. Um. Before we jump up into the eight o'clock game, Notre Dame and Clemson, and break that down, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an off the radar game of the week that a lot of people really thought would be a blowout. But I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go the other way with it. I don't think it's gonna be a blowout. I think this game has the potential to be a really good game, to be honest with you. A two and two Oregon team who is unranked for the first time since two thousand nine against a Colorado team Who's looking to get back on the national scene and looking to make a splash in the big in the in the Pac-12 as they did in the Big 12 many many moons ago in the Big Eight many many years, moons ago. This is a high barometer game, and this is actually a make or break game for Vernon Adams. We know that he's been playing injured. We know that he's been we know that he's been playing injured. We know that he's been that he's made some mistakes and they got blown out the water by Utah last week in a game that I even called would be an upset alert if Travis Wilson played and they played the the same kind of game they played against Michigan. That came true. Oregon struggle is gonna struggle defensively because they don't have the players defensively that they've had in the past couple of years. They don't have the they don't have the type of defense that that you would need in the Pac twelve. So they rely more on their offense to get them through games. 
and with an with an unhealthy running Adams, this is what you get. You get a two and two Oregon team who's unranked. Folsom Field will be rocking. I I love what Mike McIntyre has done at at Colorado. I think that I think that Colorado is very close to being being that team again. And it's fun. This it's fun. It's going to be fun to see the atmosphere in Boulder tonight. It's going to be fun to see whether whether it happens or not. Whether they're in the game or not. Um, I think they have the momentum coming in, 3-1. Could have easily been 4-0 uh, if it wasn't for a horrible, horrible, horrible decision by the center judge, by the Mountain West official in that in that game against Hawaii. So, I mean, it's just it's very, very, very... This is a very intriguing game for me. And it's an intriguing game for me from the standpoint of being a football fan uh, as opposed to being one of those games that's part of Judgment Sunday. Judgment Saturday, I'm sorry. So that's why I, I like this game a lot. Oregon, uh, Hawaii, Boise State, it's also another game that, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, that's a game on ESPN, too. Tonight, so I mean, the West Coast got some great games coming on tonight, also. So, you know, it's going to be very, very, very exciting to see Oregon and Colorado. The blackout games tonight, I think, for Colorado also. So this is this is this is a it's a big time game for Colorado. This could put them back on the national map. Now, getting to the nitty gritty of today's of today's matchups. I'll get to that in just a moment. We're going to take a quick session break. Play this one last song. Then take you out with Notre Dame Clemson. Be right back.
to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, we're going to talk about a game that's not part of the SEC showcase, or just, uh, but it is a very prominent part of Judgment Saturday. And that's the Notre Dame-Clemson game. And if Scott Smith was online with us, we'd be talking about this game right now. And we'd be, he'd tell me that Deshaun Kaiser is a great quarterback. He'll tell me that, that the receiving core at Notre Dame is really good. Um, he'd probably tell me that they, that, that he thinks that, that the running, that the running back that they have now is a good running back. And, by all accounts, I'm going to agree with him because I've watched I've watched Notre Dame play this year. They're four and zero for a reason. Brian Kelly has got this thing going. You know, when Malik Zaire went down with the injury that he went down with, and Deshaun Kaiser stepped up and said that he will be the man. He will. He wants this on his shoulders. That further let me know that. A, this Notre Dame team is is for real. It's the real deal. I love Jerry Tillery. I love that. I love that veteran defense defense they have. The true freshman Jerry Tillery there. I just think that this this is a team that this 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 Notre Dame team is better than the Notre Dame team that played in the national championship game two years ago. Crickets, I know, but this is this is a team that could just they can take over a game, you know. Deshaun Watson, who I've been very high on, I've watched play high school football here in the state of Georgia from Gainesville High School. It's just the fact that you look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's a one once in a generation type player where he can run, he can throw, he's smart. He he makes the right decisions. He he's a born leader. He's a leader of men. So Deshaun versus Deshaun is a way that the media's spinning this. But Deshaun versus Deshaun means Notre Dame versus Clinton because this is a very stout Clemson defense, a very stout Clemson offense versus a really good Brian Kelly-led offense and a really good Brian Van Gorder defense. So signature defense from Brian Van Gorder, not the defense that he had when he was at when he was at Auburn, that crap that he put on the field at Auburn. But this is a signature Van Gorder defense. This is almost a throwback to his Georgia days, the way that he's re- the way that he recruited, and the players that he has on that team. This is just this is just a good matchup. Deshaun Watson has to be smart with the ball. They've got they've got running backs. They've got players. They got playmakers all over the field, both defensively and offensively. You look at Notre Dame; they have the same thing. The simple fact of the matter is is that Notre Dame is not as fast as Clemson. That's going to be the downfall. That's going to be the 
Achilles heel for that's gonna be the Achilles heel for Notre Dame in this game. But for my money, I actually think that this could be a good game for I actually think that this could be a really good game for for Notre Dame in a way. Because in in a sense, Notre Dame they're pretty much matched up with everybody. And they're playing an SEC heavy schedule. So you already what you see is what you get from Notre Dame. That day in, day out. What you see from Clemson is what you see from Clemson. So I, I like what Brent Venables defense is. I like what the new offensive coordinator has brought to the table. It's just very, very fun. It's gonna be very fun to watch this game. This is a fun game to watch. It's going to be a fun game to watch and um, very exciting game to watch also. So, I I like Clemson in this game, but I like Clemson because and this is a game that could go either way. So, I mean, there's no upset alert here. This is a game that could go either way. I just really, I really like Clemson in this game because I like the quarterback play. I like the playmakers that they have, but Deshaun Kaiser is a baller. And he's going to ball out, too. And But it's just up to what defense is going to show for Notre Dame. That's the best way of putting it. What defense is going to show for Notre Dame? But with that being said, I say Clemson by a touchdown. And that brings me to that brings me to another end of a of a great show. Um, special thanks to Wendy and T Rex for being a part of the show. Special thanks to Trey, my homeboy, my cousin, my, my friend, my partner, Cordier Casey, the Bennett Five, Valencia, Deontay, TJ. Um, Ted and the camera. The very last one of y'all, my parents, uh, my sisters, my nephews, Jamil, Michael, Justin. You know, thank y'all for being part of the show. Thank y'all for being, thank y'all for being able to see me and and see my dream come true. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. Um, we're gonna go out this week. Um, with a little something different, but we'll be back next week with some big, big games uh, next week also. So, for everybody here, special thanks to Scott Smith, Streetlight Recruiting. Go check him out, streetlightrecruiting.com, Streetlight Recruiting um, Facebook page, Streetlight Recruiting on on YouTube. So, um, that being said, we're going to get away. And y'all have a good weekend. Let's go tailgating.
So people still searching for this truth here.